I'm Heather Parry, and with me is my co-host, Kirsty Logan. Hello. Hello. And today, we are discussing The Lifeguard by Richie Tankersley Cusick from 1991. A fine year, I'm sure you'll agree. And the tagline of the book, we can tell you a little bit what it's about. The Lifeguard, don't call for help, he may just kill you. (gasps) So, Heather, tell me about this very sexy book cover. Um, Well, as you might imagine, we're on a beach um, and there is what looks like a young version of David Hasselhoff. I'm thinking that's what they were going for. Yeah. the red vest even, very Baywatch. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, Kirsty. I don't find this man in any way attractive. Do you? I didn't initially realise he was meant to be attractive, but... I think maybe he is. Yeah. Which is disturbing. He's very teenage girl, fantasy, tanned, muscles, windblown, sort of flock of seagulls hair. Yeah, he's got very, very 90s boy band hair. Floppy. Although I've just realised I have that hair. So... (laughs) That's true. I would have been a hot guy in the 90s. You would have been such a popular boy band member in the 90s. I could have been a lifeguard. Yeah, it could have been. You'd need a red vest. So he's got a red vest... Very small white shorts. Yep. Very small white shorts. Although no bulge. No penis. Which is quite odd. (laughs) Unthreatening, though, for the teenage girl. That's true. He's got kind of a Ken doll. Maybe that's what he's meant to be, like, evil Ken. I feel like that's a whole other point horror book. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he's a lifeguard, which tells us all we need to know. And he may or may not be murderous. (laughs) Which we'll find out. Let's dig right in. So, the book opens with Kelsey Tanner. I mean, Tanner, really? Beach? Okay. Oh, genius. Fantastic. So, we open with Kelsey. She's having a murder dream. Apparently a murder dream. She's being murdered. She's being drowned. She jolts awake with her hands clamped on a boy's shoulders. The boy is Skip Rochford. He's got soft green eyes and a wide, lazy smile. Do we like Skip? Lazy smile? No, I don't know what that means. (laughs) I tried that once. I put that in a story and my friend said, do that in the mirror and tell me if it looks sexy. And it doesn't. It looks like you're having a stroke. I was just going to say, I think I would look like I was having a stroke. That's that's what I looked like when I tried it in the mirror. So that's how I'm picturing Skip. Um, They're on a ferry to Beverly Island for the summer. Now, the problem here is that Kelsey hates water. I wonder why. (laughs) Do you know? I think you're going to find out. I wouldn't worry. I think it's going to come up. So, first of all, we find out that she's staying with her stepdad, who is a playwright, which made me suspicious, because that's an unusual job in the world of point horror. You don't get a lot of playwrights. You do get quite a lot of writers, That's true. Maybe they just exhausted all the other types of writer available. Mm, Maybe. Also, why would you live on an island if you're a playwright? 
<laughs> Unless I mean, you particularly not? wrote plays about beaches. Islands are nice. That's true. I That's guess. True. I mean, this island doesn't seem especially exciting to me, but, you know, whatever you're into. Um, so, she asks, Kelsey asks Skip if he is Eric Connell's son, and he says, I guess you haven't heard. Of course, then her mum interrupts. Um, weirdly, Kelsey calls her mum Mrs. Tanner um, in the narrative, which is quite odd. Uh, I don't call my mum Mrs. Logan, except for a joke. No, I don't <laughs> call mine Mrs. Parry. But my mum was a teacher, so people did. So it would probably be less weird if I did it. Yeah, I mean, it would still, be, still quite be quite weird. odd. Yeah. Still be quite weird. I won't do it then. No. Um, and then, for some reason... She just, Kelsey just kind of drops it. He's like, I guess you haven't heard. And then someone interrupts and then she, she doesn't then turn back to him and go, hey, what do you mean? Haven't heard Why what? would you need more information though? Well, well plot reasons. <laughs> because whatever serves the plot apparently is what we do. I just feel like that's kind of rude also. If someone says, oh, hey, I really want to tell you something. And then you're like, bye. People do that to me a lot though. So I feel okay with it. <laughs> Oh, well, you, you and Kelsey on the same team. Um, okay, also, we need to talk about Mrs. Tanner. I think she's insane because when the mum interrupts, this is how she's described. So she comes over saying, isn't this boat, isn't this boat great? Mom waved her arms in the air. Like, do that right now. <laughs> like, waving your arms in the air like who runs up to someone it's like a muppet i imagine her very much like a wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man yes yes one of those like she flops down and then she's up and then she flops and then she's up. isn't yeah. this boat wonderful yeah yes it's really yeah i feel like this author's attempts at realism and subtlety yeah. not fantastic not the best not the best anyway mrs tanner quite odd um this is also my favorite as well this is also mom mrs tanner um i dot 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 guess i thought dot 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 her voice sank to a whisper and trembled i'll try and tremble maybe you could forget dot 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 i mean really having an episode (laughs) of some sort i don't know what's happening there's a real overuse of ellipses in all Point Horror books that uh, upsets me to my very core for a number of reasons. But that's a particularly terrible use of them. I like that this is the hill you're going to die on. Oh, ellipses. yes. <laughs> Every time. Okay. Every time. Got you, got you. Um, I quite like that. Someone's voice sinking to a whisper and trembling. I've never heard that in my life. It makes it sound like a lamb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Kelsey! <laughs> Anyway, so that's mom. Um, and then we're introduced to her stepkids, Beth and Justin. And then we have Neil, who is clearly the red herring. Can we have a ding, 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 red herring? Because he's described as the problem child. And then we first see him in a photo where he is literally in shadow in the photo. Do you think this could be foreshadowing? Well, I thought of him throughout as Neil with an E, because his name is spelled N-E-A-L-E. Mm-hmm. So it took all the mystery out of him for me, because Neil with an E is just a fundamentally hilarious person. He can't be a murderer. No, Neil with an E. Oh, I never thought about that. I've never known a murderer 
called Neil or not called Neil. I've actually. never known a murderer. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, you don't know. This is what Point Horror's taught me. I feel like um, excessive uh, usage of letters that aren't necessary in a word spells murderer. Interesting. Yeah. Just I mean, a theory I've got. Hot I'm going to spell your name with an E on the end. Heather A. He- Heather, Heather A. Oh, and a flick. <laughs> oh, no. An E, an e acute. <laughs> Heather A. Nice. Do you know I told someone once that my name was Kirsty with a Y, and they wrote K-Y-R-S-T-I. No. Kirsty. <laughs> Maybe I should have put an E on the end. At least it wasn't Y-I-R-S-T-Y. Oh, Kirsty. Kirsty. <laughs> I like that. I That's really like probably that. a character in this book. Yes. Well, when I... I am hoping, get commissioned, when we both get commissioned to write New Point Horrors, um, I'm going to call a character K.R.S.T.I. Why not? (laughs) Why the fuck not? Okay, so then, they kind of bury the lead here, because it turns out that Beth, the daughter of the playwright stepdad, is missing. Um, No one seems that fussed, really, because also, you know, this is what... um, Skip men on the boat. Oh, I guess you haven't heard. What he means is, I guess you haven't heard that Beth is missing. And, like, phones exist. So why didn't he phone them? Like, she's been missing for days. Why did he not phone them and tell them that his daughter's missing? I mean, they all seem kind of unconcerned. The main thing is, well, everyone just needs to accept that she's dead. And she's only been dead. (laughs) Or not. Several days. days. And they're all like... God, can you not get over it already? Yeah, he just needs to accept that she's gone. I think probably he just needs to put more effort into finding her, is the main thing. I just feel like it's so overdramatic, and yet they don't care. So here we go. Beth is... So it happened three days ago, she went missing. She's 13 years old. And what they found was her sandals and a beach towel covered in blood. Not just a bit of blood. Covered in blood. And they're not that bothered, really. She's probably fine. She's probably fine. Or she's (laughs) dead and we need to just get over it. Also, why... If she drowned, why would her beach towel be covered covered in blood? blood? Reasons. Plot reasons. Actually, now that I think about it, having read the whole book, that is never explained. No, it doesn't really make sense. And also, she's kind of um, an idiot as well. Like, they... (laughs) She has written lots of notes to um, Kelsey Mm -hmm. because she knows she's coming and she's a kind girl. So she's left a note that says, I'm so glad you're here. Love, Beth. And then she's written another another note that says something along the lines of, we're going to be the best of friends, which I find psychopathic (laughs) on its own. And then they make a point of telling us that she is kind of not the sharpest stick in the box. Yeah. Is that a you? A box of sticks. (laughs) I know when I buy a box of sticks, you better be sharp. These (laughs) sticks are not adequately sharp. Can I please have a repeat? What are you doing with these sticks? (laughs) Using them to kill over enthusiastic girls, obviously. With a beach towel. Yeah. Nice. So, given that she's potentially um, a little bit slow, very enthusiastic and kind and accepting of total strangers, and 13. I would probably be quite concerned for her safety. Yeah. Yeah. No one seems that bothered. The police don't seem that bothered. I mean, if you went missing and we found your shoes and a towel covered in blood, I'd be more concerned for you than they are about this actual child. I know. And, like, 
don't mean to shock you right now, but I am not 13. I know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know, I know. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know why they're so... uh, Blase. Yeah, really, really blase. Anyway, so the other thing is, dun-dun-dun, plot point number one. Beth went out with, guess who? Skip. Mm -hmm. However, (laughs) Kelsey's, Kelsey's like, I don't know if it's the same Skip, though. I mean, how many people can be called Skip? On an island. Literally, the only Skip I can think of is the Crisps Skips. (laughs) (laughs) So, I've never met anyone called Skip. Or the waste containers that you get outside of your house when there's building going on. Skip, yeah. Yeah. And I've only met one Skip before in my life, and that was a container. So we've got... (laughs) I like that you met the container. So we've got three suspects. Skip Rochford, a packet of Skips, (laughs) or a Skip full of rubbish. I know who I think it is. I think it's the skip of rubbish. <laughs> he is a skip of rubbish, but we'll get into him later. Okay, so then we meet Justin. And can I look at... Oh, well, hang on, I've got the book. I'm going to read you a description of sexy Justin. Okay, here we go. This is Justin. His hair was sun-tinted brown, silkily brushing his shoulders. I don't know why I'm doing a silly voice now. And his eyes were big and brown and gentle. Lowering shyly as she stared at him. Justin's t-shirt smelled of salt and sand. His damp jeans clung tightly to his narrow hips. I feel like Kelsey. Lady, keep in your pants. Yeah. She is really liking Justin. And they're borderline related. Yeah, that's true. Is it gross to fancy your stepbrother? I mean, it's not gross, but cast your net. A little bit wider. <laughs> there you are know? more men in the world. Yeah, there are loads that aren't related to her. There are three, two, Neil with an E, and Justin. Yeah. They're her... And, th- and the, but there's also Skip, she could have. Oh yeah, true. She wants. True. Yeah. I also like that um, all the men, all the sex objects in Point Horror Stories, either sound completely bland, or like they look like... Meatloaf in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. Very overly gothy and motorcycly, Or just pale and attractive and quite thin. But that's the two types of men. That is the two types of men. Meatloaf or other. (laughs) I mean, do you need another man if you've got meatloaf? I don't think so. So just meatloaf or nothing. Yes. Is the choice. I'll go with the meatloaf. I mean, we're going to run out of men really fast. But, you know, that's okay. It's okay. Because the ones we've got are going to be great. Okay, so then... Next, Kelsey is in Beth's room, and weirdly, again, no one seems bothered by this. They're already talking about Beth in the past tense. Beth loved leaving notes for people. And you're like, mate, she's not, you don't even know if she's dead. And she went missing three days ago. Jesus Christ. They're very heartless. They are. I would say sociopathic, all of them. Also, if I die, I don't want a person to say about me she loved leaving notes Mm. if that's the main personality point you can think of that's very sad that's true i mean she loved opening letters (laughs) (laughs) mail was her the most exciting point of her day i hope when i die that's all anyone talks about like she could say the alphabet backwards and she really liked eating peas and that's all that's my whole Life. Nothing else. No personality, no achievements. No. No, just that. Loved that. Yeah, I know, it's kind of sad. I feel bad for Beth. Um, Okay. 
there's a bit. <laughs> I, I'm ready. I want a ding, ding, ding for this foreshadowing. This subtle, subtle foreshadowing. Kelsey is told, you can go on the beach, but there's a bit where you can't swim. It's got sharp, dangerous rocks. <gasps> ding, ding, ding! Ding, 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 ding! Do you think that beach is going to come up later? I think it might. Mm, I think it might. We'll see. I'm going to say it will. Okay. So then we've got Neil. We're introduced to Neil. Uh, who says, oh, Beth's dead. Get over it. She's already dead. I don't even know why you're still talking about this. Um, they all seem really unbothered. Later it's mentioned that there's a search going on. But, but they're not they're involved not at all. helping or doing anything. They're just chilling in the house. Busy trying to get over her death. I don't really know what they're doing. Eating cereal? Watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Who knows? <laughs> that sounds great. I know. Yeah. I but maybe not if your sister's missing. Your 13-year-old sister. True. With her towel covered in blood. Anyway... So then we've got Neil. Oh, sexy Neil. He is tall and lean, quote, like a shadow. Are you getting this? <gasps> shadow. And he's got dark eyes. They've always got dark eyes. Yes, because dark is evil in terms of eyes. Of course. So he's the meatloaf. Oh, so you're the murderer because your eyes are darker than mine. I don't I'm think that's heroine. it. <laughs> entirely how it works. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm a criminal profiler. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I have killed several people, but... But that doesn't... That it has nothing to do you with You didn't it, do it no. with your eyes. No. Also, my eyes are hazel. That's true. They're not black as the pits of hell. That's true. That's true. Okay. I'll let you away with it. Probably you're not a murderer. I mean, it would be really unlikely if we were both murderers, wouldn't it? It would, yes. So, um, okay. So the other thing. I feel like that Richie Tankersley Cusick maybe has got some issues going on with being a writer. Because now we're told that um, Beth was very imaginative and she wanted to be a writer. And part of the problem with that is you can't tell if what she says is true. How convenient. Yes. And also, you know, we're both writers and I feel like it's pretty obvious when we're saying something that's true and when we're not. Also, I'm not just lying. Yeah. Writing down stories is not, it's not lying. lying. That's a very different thing. Yeah, like I couldn't come home... And tell my wife that I just went out and ate some pasta and read a book when actually I had an orgy and took some drugs. And then be like, oh, but that was a story because I'm a writer. Mate, no. I mean, my nephew does that, but he's five. Yeah. You really grow past the just making up things. And saying that they're true. Yeah. Anyway, so the other thing apparently about being a writer is that when they're working, they literally hear nothing. Um, now, I wish that that was true, because I find it really hard to work when it's noisy. I've seen you in a library it, when other people are daring to make noise, and I believe that. Yeah, if someone coughs, I'm like, shut the fuck up. This is a library. He's kind of awful, because when he's writing, everyone else has to revolve around him. That's all the family talks about, about him. Mm, that's true. Do you think that the author gets that in her life? I mean, lucky her. If that's Absolute true. silence. I mean, writing Point Aura is serious business. It must take months. So probably you would need complete silence and full attention. On a beach. And a, a separate house. He's actually got a separate house in which to write. I mean, I would love that, to be honest <sighs> with you. One fucking day. One day we'll live on an island. Or maybe we'll even have our own islands and a separate house in which to write. One day. Will we have lifeguards, though? Um, we could hire them. Actually, I'm not sure I want one, because um, they might kill me. Well, that's true. You need a choice. You need a choice of lifeguards so that you don't know which one the murderer is. Immediately, I'm saying Hoff. (laughs) Please. He probably would be affordable. 
<laughs> he will do anything for money these days. He was in Piranha 3 Double D. Which I have not seen, can I just clarify? 3 Double D, what does that even mean? Also, here we go. So Piranha 3D was the first one. And then the sequel, Piranha 2, as you would think, is called Piranha 3 Double D. Do you get it? It's a boob pun. I was going to say, has this piranha grown boobs? Oh, fuck. They've missed a they've trick They've missed a there. trick. They really missed a trick. I would watch Piranha Boob. It could boob have been piranha? its own porn parody. Do you know that probably exists? Oh. If you can think of it, it exists. It exists. What's that called? Rule 42? Rule. There's porn about everything. That sounds right. I don't know what the number is. Rule yeah. 29? Rule, Rule 101? I don't know. Yeah. It's a rule. Yep. Oh, I don't want to see the piranha porn. You know we need to Google that. No, With don't half. Google it. Because you can't unsee things. You cannot. <sighs> anyway. God. See, now we've put that image in both our heads. I'm sorry about that. I'm kind of... I don't intrigued. actually... It's not my fault. I think it was you. It's raising a lot of questions. Anyway, let's go. No, it wasn't me. I didn't see the piranha with boobs. That was you. Sorry. I see them everywhere. I'm like, how many boobs would a piranha have? Two or more or Do one? fish have nipples? No. How does a fish feed its young? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not a mammal. Yes. So it doesn't. Out. It doesn't have milk or boobs. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, here we go. So then we hear, as you have mentioned, that Beth likes to leave notes for people. So she's left lots of notes, which you think are (laughs) really aggressive. We're going to be friends. I would be a bit like, bitch, I haven't even met you. I don't like. We're going to be friends. I don't like people that are overly friendly to me. To be honest with you, we're going to be the best of friends. I might hate you. Get away. That's true. It's a bit presumptuous. Yeah, just very, very strange. Thirteen though. Maybe, maybe they're all idiots. Maybe. I mean, I don't really hang out with 13-year-olds. I know a 13-year-old, and she's not that bad. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe that's just the worst, then. Um, okay. One of the notes says, I think someone is going to kill me. And why wouldn't you tell that to a parent or the police? And why wouldn't you say who it was? Yeah, just, yes. Why would you be coy in your very, secret note? Very good point. One of the many plot holes that are to follow in this book, I reckon. I can't wait. I can't and she's wait. hidden the note as well. I know. Pin the note to the door. Also, can I just reiterate, phones exist. And computers. Why wouldn't you just phone her and tell her? Why write on a little note for her? Tell your dad. I know. Tell either of your brothers. I know. Unless it's one of them. Oh, well. But Could it be Neil with an E? Could it be? You would say that, wouldn't you? You would, probably. I mean, I would be more suspicious of Justin. You can't trust people called Justin. That's true. Timberlake, known murderer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I can only say that because I don't know anyone called Justin. Neither do I. Well, although when I was at school, I fancied a boy called Justin. Ooh. He wore Timberlake? Black nail- <laughs> no, no, actually. He wore black nail polish. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Therefore, I can't even remember what his face looked like. I just remember his black nail polish. His face looked like meatloaf because there's <laughs> two types of boys and he's definitely a meatloaf he was, type. He was a meatloaf, not another. For sure, for sure. Um, okay, what's next? Oh yeah, so Kelsey wants to phone Jenny, who is her friend. However, she can't immediately see the phone in her immediate vicinity, so she gives up and goes and has a shower instead. She's kind of like a puppy like, she's like, I'm going to do this thing. Oh, no, I'm going to go and do this other thing. Or like a fish. Three second memory. Just Also, who can't find a phone? They're usually kept out. They're quite visible. And like, she doesn't look where a phone might be either. 
she just kind of looks around and goes, I can't see it. Oh, well, I'll go and have a shower. <laughs> I mean, what? they are the two logical steps. I mean, yeah. Need to find someone. Nah, need to wash. The, the next time I'm late for something, I'm going to go, oh, I meant to come, but then I had just a had shower. a shower. <laughs> <laughs> instead. Anyway. Um, okay. Then, oh my God, I love this bit so much. So she comes out of the shower and it's dark. Someone's turned the light off. Um, and then she trips and falls onto the bed in, quote, a terror-filled instant. Now, I have tripped and fallen many a time. I don't know if I would describe it as terror. Like, you think, oh, I really hope I don't break my nose or land on a plug. But you don't think, I feel terror. There's not really time for terror. Yeah. Unless you're falling from a really great height. That's true. That's true. I have to be a really great height. Which, I mean, how low is a bed? <laughs> how high is the how shower? High is the shower? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She's anyway. fallen from a mezzanine onto the onto floor the f- below. Perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I would see that. I would like to see that if it was a film. Anyway, it doesn't really matter because despite feeling terror, she instantly forgets that it's happened um, and falls asleep. Because um, she's a puppy. She is, in she's fact, a tiny dog. A puppy dog. Um, anyway, and then she has her dream again, her mysterious dream of drowning it's almost as if she's had some sort of trauma i mean almost almost i feel like maybe it's going to be relevant to the plot i would guess so let's see um so then oh my god i love this bit as well so then she wakes up in the night and she goes to the glass doors and she comes face to face with neil with an e to which i'm like are there seriously no curtains are there seriously no fucking curtains on the windows of this 13-year-old girl's room. I mean, come on now. And why is Neil with an E there? Well, that's not really explained. He hears her cry out and comes outside hmm. to look at her through the window asleep. He I don't really know. in the garden? <laughs> I don't know. It's, again, not really explained hmm. or addressed further. I'm just really bothered by this lack of curtains. Like, I've just read a book about a serial killer, and he spied on people through their windows at night. That's really horrible, because we've just taken our curtains down. Yeah, you're on the first floor, though. Someone would need a ladder to look in your windows. But we are across from people with balconies also, so they can look straight through into our flat. Mm, Maybe you should put some curtains up. True. I, I don't want to be murdered. That's true. It's only in your living room, though. They would have to shoot an arrow. Across from their balcony, <laughs> through an open window, or a gun, but we don't have guns. Yeah, we don't really have bow and arrows. No, that's least, true. Anyway. I don't know if you would be like just going to pop out and get a crossbow, just like that. I mean, I have thought about that before. Shop. Well, I know. Anyway, <laughs> so moving on through this incredibly clever and complex plot. Oh, also, we get reminded about his eyes. Quote: So black, so piercing. <laughs> So then we get introduced to the spooky lighthouse, um, where she hears a high, shrill, sing-song laugh. Oh, God. Kelsey accidentally shuts herself inside the lighthouse. Oh, God, she's a fucking moron. Don't go there on your own. I know. What's she doing? Oh, look, a spooky old lighthouse. I think I'm going to go there. Oh, God, I shut myself inside. Oh, no. And I have no phone and no way to contact anyone. Don't do it. I hate you. I hate you, Kelsey. Um, 
So then we find the fisherman. I've written in my notes, <laughs> spitty fisherman. I can't remember why I wrote that now. Spitty fisherman. Also, I think um, it's amazing that you got fisherman because I got a <laughs> pirate or raster mouse from the way he talks. Raster pirate. Raster pirate. I mean... Because <laughs> he's not a mouse, is he? he Did I really who knows? I found the whole thing just very confusing. He talks... I can't find a bit of his text right now. He's very odd. And I think he spits when he talks, and that's why I've written Spitty Fisherman. Yes. Isaac, he's clearly, ding, 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 red herring number two. So it's clearly not Neil with an E, despite the author's attempts to make us think that it is Neil with an E. And it's clearly not Isaac, even though they really want us to think that maybe it is him. Um, Rastamouse Isaac. Where he speaks like, you be going there, do you? And I was like, what? See, to me, that's like, like this. Cornish stereotype. Mm. Offensive Cornish person. I was thinking retired pirate. Yeah. Retired pirate. Retired pirate. He's got... It's, pirate it's, pension. It's exhausting. So yeah. he's just now lingers around the beach, mainly scaring girls. Yeah, I feel like the thing about these red herrings, even though they're not the murderer, they're still fucking creeps, though. Weird men. Also, did you say red herring because he's a fisherman? No. No, oh, that would have been But great. that is a phrase, though. I didn't make up the phrase I, I, I understand the phrase red herring. Oh, okay. I knew it exists. Okay. I just thought your word choice was intentional there, but no. I wish I was that clever. You know who would have said that? Isaac. Oh, yeah. He likes a fish pun. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought you would like this little tidbit. In fact, you texted it to me, so I know you liked it. <laughs> Isaac says, when a person drowns, the body floats on the ninth day. And I felt you taking notes on that for your book. (laughs) (laughs) But also, does it mean that for the previous eight days, it's in the water, and then on a ninth day, it comes up to the top? I don't know. I don't think that's true, actually. I have just read Silence of the Lambs, and they didn't mention it, so I don't Mm. think it can be true. And I don't mean to malign Richie Tankersley Cusick, because I did enjoy this book. However, I feel like... Thomas Harris probably did more research. A little bit more. Mm-hmm. Probably took a little bit more time to write. I think so. One of the greatest crime thrillers of all time. One is a classic. One has got a retired pirate in it. <laughs> which is which? <laughs> anyway, um, so then Kelsey falls off a cliff. Uh, oh, she's got out of the lighthouse. But then she falls off a cliff. Uh, for no apparent reason, because she's a moron. Um, Neil she's not good with heights. Oh, I've just, just realised. Even just when the height good, is, is constant, <laughs> it's just the floor. Yeah, if there's something to fall off, she will. She fall will off fall, it. even yeah. if the thing to fall off is literally the floor. I mean, gravity is tough. <laughs> it's a real challenge of my daily activities, but I know I see you wobbling right now. I do. <laughs> it's, it's always a challenge. You're about to tip over. You're like a weeble wobble. <laughs> so. Neil with an E saves her. Um, And then they're on the scary beach, the bad beach that you're not supposed to go to. And we know that it's the scary beach because it's got slimy rocks and black water that goes to a, quote, frenzied boil. (laughs) Which I really like the phrase frenzied boil. But it isn't related to what water looks like in real life, I have to say. No. No, it's not. Boil is very bubbly. I know. Although I guess I get, I can see where they're coming from. Artistic license. Let's go for that one. Yeah, that's true. Let's, yeah. Black. No. Skim over ridiculous. That. No, I ridiculous. Know, I know. ridiculous. Let's go boil. Skim them. over it. Anyway, it doesn't matter because then we meet Donna, 
who is described as a blonde pixie. Um, unfortunately, Donna, I'm not feeling that great about her because she's called her dog Rex. I mean... Oh, come on. Come on. Try hard. Try a bit harder. Rex or Patch or Fido. I mean... Yeah, Fido's come awful. On. Yeah. Come on now. However, then we have Skip again. If it feels like I'm skimming over this plot, the plot is wafer thin. It is as thin as wafer thin ham. It is... Anyway, it's not a complex plot. Anyway, then we have Skip, who I think we're kind of meant to fancy, but he's a dickhead. He's very arrogant. Oh, yeah. I hate him. And Donna seems to kind of want him, but also not really anyway. I know. And oh. he's always flirting with girls. And he's very rich. Mm-hmm. And I don't like this. Well, he, I went right off him. Not that I particularly liked him in the first place. But I went right off him because he says, I own this beach. Oh, well, fuck you, Skip. Also, no, fuck you don't. Fuck you very much. At most... Your family does. Exactly. Yeah. Did you buy this with your pennies? Wind no. your neck in, Skip Rochford. <laughs> so Skip, the other thing that he does, which I was like, I need to rip the page out of this book and throw it on the fire. He said, he genuinely calls them ladies. And then he tips his hat. Oh, no, he's a neckbeard. He's no. Neckbeard. He is no. a neckbeard called Skip. Although he drives a Jeep as well, which I imagined as the yellow Jeep from... um... Jurassic Park? Oh, no, I was going for the supermodel movie with Ben Stiller. Oh, yeah. Name? Uh, Uh, Zoolander. Zoolander, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that instantly made him gay in my head. So he's a gay neckbeard. Oh, oh, no. Jesus Christ. So he also says, I'm not even kidding... I think he is, because this book is from 91, and I don't really know if we knew about neckbeards then, but he is prototypical neckbeard, because he also genuinely says the phrase, I'm a nice guy. Oh. If a guy says, I'm a nice guy, he is the opposite. And he's also incredibly sexist. Oh my god. Yeah, so he says, oh, you're a typical, illogical, emotional female. Fuck you, Skip. Yeah, your name's Skip. I know. Come on. I mean, people throw rubbish in you. You should get thrown in the skip. Skip. Awful. And not with a packet of skips either. You don't even deserve that. You're crazy, Donna. A crazy, lame brain female, if ever there was one. Excuse me. And she still fucking fancies him. Oh, because in Point Horror World, if a man is awful to you, you fancy him. And he clearly fancies you. And that's why he does it. Oh. Did we have such low standards in 91? Unfortunately, we did. Oh, God. I'm so glad we're not there now. I I mean, although, is it that much better? Maybe. (laughs) At least we know of neckbeards and can discuss them. Okay, then we have Neil with an E again. Um, And then we're introduced to Rebecca, who drowned. Um, And that's how Neil got the job. He got Rebecca's job because she died. And Donna forgot. She just forgot. This girl died. I forgot. Maybe they're making some point about... uh, People do- no, I, I was going for one then, but I realised it's just rubbish. Yeah, maybe, but not. The- if she is, she's not doing it very well. Well, I mean, is any of it done very well? We'll discuss. So then, <clears throat> we're back at the house again. Then we discover that when the phone rings in the main house, it also rings in the cottage. And I was like, ding, 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 plot point. Um, but actually... It doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. Just a bit of just information. Pointless. Yeah. Just like, great, cheers... Also, they, they all seem really surprised by that. But that's how phones work. Yeah, a phone doesn't just ring on one handset. No. I, don't, I feel like in this book, people are quite confused by some quite basic things. 
Maybe it's a comment about islanders. Ooh. And then that's not cool. No. Also, they have basic telephone technology. I know. Everywhere, pretty much. Yeah. Even in 91. Hmm. In fact, phones were much more of a thing in 91, landlines. Yeah. Anyway. Um, then Donna says, oh, Beth is a bit stupid. She actually says the word stupid, which you're like, thanks, Donna. You're kind of a moron too, but all right then. And we'd work that out for yeah. ourselves. Thank yeah, you. We, we had found that. So then, next, they're going to go to a party because Skip uh, wants to get Justin's mind off, quote, horror movie stuff. Presumably meaning his dead sister oh. who died three days ago. But you can't think about that. She's dead. She's dead now, Kirsty. She's on. dead. Move on. Move on. She's dead. I know she's your blood it. relative, <laughs> but get over it and go and have a party. I mean, I can't believe you're still talking about your sister who went missing three days ago. Jesus Christ. Get over it. Get over it. So anyway, um, then we also find out that two teen girls have already drowned this summer. Uh, Isaac found them. What? I feel like there's some kind of subtext to this book, which is that death should not bother us. So that's now three girls have drowned on this beach. How no many, one mentions it. Or how cares. many people are on this island? Because like, you get the impression it's quite small. Because everyone seems to know each other. And there are, what, three beaches in total? Yeah. So that must be 10% of the teenage girl population dead. I mean... They would close off the beaches. You would think. Or, like, get a new lifeguard, maybe. Or there are no police doing any searches <laughs> or anything. There's no investigation. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was a stupid idea for her to go to the island in the first place. She was meant to go away with her best friend. Mm -hmm. And she didn't because... Reasons? I don't really know why she didn't. No. Mm. Because her mum leaves the island. Yeah. There are basically no parents the entire time. No. This is a real theme in Point Horror, though. Negligent parents. Very true. In every single one. They're all terrible. Rich, negligent parents. Yes. (sighs) Anyway. So then... uh, Kelsey literally trips over a body. Literally full-on bodily trips over a dead body. However, then it's gone. Even, dun, though, dun, it, dun. even though it grabbed her ankle. Apparently. Oh, no, it didn't. Apparently. Um, so then again, what we've got, um, she finally manages to speak to Jenny, her friend, on the phone. And she has time to explain to Jenny, because uh, Jenny's like, Oh, it really sounds like someone's on that line. Is that a party line? And she's like, no, it's a private line. Ding, 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 plot point. But actually, that's not relevant to anything. No. It's just, I don't know. Like, we're meant to think the phone is important somehow. The phone is bugged by the murderer who also knows how to bug phone. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, that doesn't go anywhere. Um, So then, also, we find out that at Skip and Justin's school, some girls were murdered. Just like that. I would think that would come up. Do you know what the murder rate was at my high school? Fucking zero. Yeah, mine was pretty much zero also. I feel like if... It says girls. It doesn't even tell us how many some girls were murdered. We don't even know how many. Don't get named or anything. I feel like that would be big news. That would be something that people would talk about. It would in Rotherham, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And it was quite a small place. So, yeah, it would definitely come up. Also, if if you had a lifeguard who went to school where girls were murdered, probably wouldn't give them the job. 
Yeah. That's quite a lot of responsibility of other people's lives. But then, of course, why... Oh, wait, no, Skip went out with the girls also. Oh, because he's the gone woman. out with all women. He's been because gone out he with is... all women. I mean, I've been out with them. Yes, I, me also. I just yeah. didn't want to mention in case it was awkward. I would rather go out with a packet of Skips than go out with I would Skip. rather go out with a <laughs> container of building materials <laughs> than Skip Rochford. Yeah. And I'd end up less dead. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would be more pleasant to you. More attractive. Mm-hmm. Just generally better. It wouldn't tip its hat and call you lady. I feel like I'm on the verge of um, going into a J.G. Ballard novel. Yeah. I'm really attracted to uh, building containers. I would read that. <laughs> anyway. Next novel. Um, so then, what we find out... Um, <laughs> so yeah, Kelsey, she's scared of all the noises that are around her. And then she is, quote, shocked that it's nighttime. So it was daytime and it was light. And now it's dark outside and she's shocked because she doesn't understand how the sun works. I don't really know. I mean, it can be a real surprise, can't it? <laughs> when... I mean, you can be like, oh, that was a surprise. I didn't realise it was that late. But she is she is shocked. Truly she is shocked. shooken to her core. Shooken? <laughs> I'm enjoying that. <laughs> don't know why I said that. She was shooken she was... to her very self. Shooketh to her core. <laughs> Shooketh be the girl at the advent of night. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That doesn't really uh, go anywhere. So then what happens? There's some seaweed on her carpet. <gasps> but then it's gone. Um, I just feel like this murderer, they need some new tricks. That's lame. Also, oh, you think they put it in there on purpose? I thought someone had trodden it in. <laughs> difficult to get very far with much seaweed on you and then thoughtfully cleaned it up again yeah because they realized and they don't want to be rude they just want to murder i'm already like if i trapped in seaweed what would i do would i flush it down the toilet would i put it in the bin or would i throw it in the garden throw it in the garden you can't flush it surely i don't know i guess i don't know why i even thought about that that's weird (laughs) what have you been flushing (laughs) it's not okay bit of carpet down the toilet When you put things in the toilet, they just cease to exist. Remind me not to buy your flat (laughs) at any point in the future. Yeah, I don't know why. Don't know why. It's full of seaweed. Don't don't buy it. (laughs) Under the floorboards, just wall to wall seaweed. So then, um, we've got Justin, who she seems to really fancy, even though he's boring as fuck. Um, He coaxes her into the sea, but then a wave hits and she trips over some driftwood. Because, you know... If anything's there, she'll trip over it. Don't go in the sea at night, also. That's a very basic no-no. I mean, yeah. I don't even live by the sea, and I know that's a thing. Especially when multiple people have already drowned in the exact same bit of sea. Maybe she's got a death wish. Maybe that's why she went there in the first place. I mean, if you want to interpret the book that way, there's definitely a much darker plot underneath the shallow, pointless plot, and which a, is that she has got a death A much better one. Yeah. I would have read that one. Anyway, sadly that's not what actually happens. Um, so then she says she saw a shark. Um, which is, yeah, I'm troubled by this. Because, okay, let's, let's have a visual. So this, the water at this point is about three feet deep. And so she says that she saw a fin, but... Her, and she bumped into the shark, but her skin hasn't been cut or in any way damaged or grazed by the shark flesh. The only conclusion that we can draw from this is that it's a person with a cardboard shark fin. 
A tiny person. A tiny, very <laughs> a child. tiny child holding... Some sandpaper well, to no, scratch not, her. Not sandpaper because she's not scratched, oh, which is how we know it wasn't a course. real shark. Of course. So someone is putting seaweed in her house and splashing in the shallows with a kind of cardboard shark fin on. Which is not really terrifying. I feel like there's a lot better ways to scare someone. It's hijinks at best. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And also just elaborate. As an aside, I um, once did manage to convince someone that I had been swimming and a shark had swum by me (gasps) uh, by saying that I had a graze on my tummy and a little sort of cut across from when I was surfing and the surfboard had done all that to me. And I convinced a boyfriend that a tiny shark had swum by me and got me with its fin. And he believed me. So maybe it's not that far-fetched. So maybe writers are liars. Oh, oh no! <laughs> you revealed Hoisted yourself. Hoisted by my own petard! You revealed yourself. Okay, um, I need to read you a bit um, because I would like to know how you interpret this exchange. So, we have got... Kelsey is in the house. Um, so... Where are you going? Are you okay? Donna watched carefully as Kelsey stood up. I just need a bathroom. I'll be fine in a minute, says Kelsey. Go upstairs. It's a lot quieter. Third door on the left, says Donna. Now, I interpret that as she's going to have really bad shits. Yeah, why do you need it to be quiet? Why do you need it to be quiet? Because you're going to have enormous poops. But I mean, at least Donna seems to understand that. But then you would want more ambient noise to drown out the ploppage. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, be why do you want it to be quieter? I don't know because do. maybe she's one of those people that don't like going in someone else's toilet, mm. which I always find quite odd because, as the book tells us, everybody poops. Yeah, that's true. But you still don't necessarily want to hear someone to hear you hear your ploppage, <laughs> as you put it. <laughs> Definite ploppage there. Yeah. yeah. Which, I kind of get it, but to say it's quieter, that's a weird... I don't know, my only way of interpreting that... Because what's the point of the exchange, otherwise? Yeah. Either she's got a shy bladder, or she's going to have massive dumps and doesn't want people to hear. And is that relevant to the plot? No. Why is Richie Tankersley Kusik telling us this? I don't know. I genuinely don't know what we're to take from this. Poop upstairs. Always. Is that a rule? I don't know. Always poop upstairs. I don't know. I live in a flat, so if I was going to poop upstairs, it'd be on the roof. Or at the neighbours. <laughs> Kirsty's here again. <laughs> Kirsty, go away. <laughs> yeah, the neighbours do hate me. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. I like my neighbours. Don't know why I'm saying that. Okay, so we've gone on from the bad poops. Um, however, if we're talking about the more interesting story that might exist beneath the text of this story... The recurring nightmare that she has is that she feels like she's drowning and then someone keeps saying to her, don't struggle, it'll be easier if you don't struggle. And then we realise that this is her dad. So I'm like, fucking hell, was her dad trying to drown her? Was her dad trying to murder her? Which is actually quite interesting and would have made for a way creepier story. Because then she'd be attracted... Well, Mm -hmm. if she had issues, 
to someone who was then potentially going to drown her. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case, was it? No, that's loving. not the case at all. That's me just trying to make the story more interesting. <laughs> but that's actually not what's happening at all. In fact, what happened was that she and her dad were in a boating accident and he drowned. I don't really understand why he was saying that to her. Uh, because if you struggle, it's harder to rescue someone. But he wasn't trying to rescue her. Was he not? I don't think so. I think he was, and then that's how he died. He oh, saved her life. I see. So yeah. It'll be easier for me to rescue you. Yes, if you don't flail. I see. I just feel like you wouldn't say that. You would say, don't struggle, because then we'll both sink. Yeah, but then but... that wouldn't be a thing that you could <laughs> confuse with. <laughs> I forgot. Plot reasons. Yes, plot, plot reasons. reasons. Okay, cool. If you're ever like, but why would they do that? Plot, plot reasons. reasons, yeah. Um, okay. So then we find out, um, oh yeah, oh my god, I love this so much. So she goes to Skip's house, where he's got the most horrendous room I've ever heard of in my life, which is a gym that's also got lots of dead animal heads on the wall. Which would be disturbing enough. It's quite American Psycho, that, isn't it? It is very. So that would be disturbing enough. But she says um, that the deer head reminds her of Justin, oh. who she fancies. I didn't even know he had antlers. Well, there you go. Buried that, didn't she? (laughs) Um, She also describes the revulsion and sadness that she feels about the deer head. Girl's got some issues. Yeah, man. I feel such revulsion and sadness for this man, I fancy. Oh. Jesus. Oh. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that, but that's not good, is it? Yeah. Again, there's a lot darker story hiding beneath this story. Yeah. It's also got the point horror trope of awful rich people being insanely rich. Their house is a mansion. They have a pool. Mm -hmm. He has a whole wing, essentially. Yeah. People are never really poor in point horror, though. No. They never struggle for money or think about money. I mean, I know Americans have bigger houses and more space, but this seems ridiculous. Yeah, not an actual mansion, you wouldn't think. But then he does own the beach. Yeah, that's true. Fucking Skip, I hate you. Okay, so then, um, (laughs) she talks to Donna, she says, um, oh, it's really spooky what's happening, I think Beth was murdered. Um, Donna eats yoghurt while she's hearing this. That's that's (laughs) the description of what she does. Oh. She just, I'll even read it to you from the book. Here we go. So we've got, um, oblivious... So, so she said, I'm really freaked out. I feel like someone's watching me. I feel like, you know, she was killed. Quote, oblivious, Donna opens some yoghurt. Oh, what a great she phrase. Opens some yoghurt. Oblivious, she opens some yoghurt. Can we get that on t-shirts? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get that tattooed. Oblivious, she opened some yoghurt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh God, I can't believe Donna <laughs> described someone else as stupid. Jesus, Donna. Look at yourself. (laughs) So then, right, moving swiftly on, Kelsey then trips over Skip. Which, you're like, is he lying on the ground? How did she trip over him? She's just not good with walking. How do you you trip over a person? Unless they're sticking their leg out or they're lying like a sausage on the ground. Maybe he was lying sexily and (laughs) leaning on one shoulder because all the girls fancy him. Maybe. Who the fuck knows? Anyway, she trips over him. Um, he buys her a hot dog, just and then throws it away, which seems weirdly controlling. I remember being quite annoyed by that because it's just wasteful as well. 
Yeah. Oh, he says it's rubbish, doesn't he? He said, I know, I said you can't eat this filth. Let her eat a fucking hot dog, you yeah. dick. She's not got much joy in her life. No. Oblivious. She ate a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she'd taken the hot dog out of the bin and eaten it right in front of him. <laughs> oh, Justin, kiss me with my hot dog face. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Or they even did like a lady in the tramp. Oh no! <laughs> the end of the hot dog. Far too far. Well, yeah, that's true. Would have been better though. Um, so then she creeps into Isaac's houseboat and finds a red scarf. Her mum calls, which reminded me that she had a mum mm. or a mom uh, who was absent for the whole book for some reason. And more borderline sociopathic family relations. She was calling to tell the boys that their dad had had a heart attack, but it was fine. And then she rang off. Yeah. These people are not having appropriate emotional reactions. No. There's some serious repression going on here. I mean, I've read those English dramas where people are incredibly repressed, but this book goes way beyond. At least I know someone faints. Yeah, that's true. Through the sheer shock of it. But probably because, of course, it's too tight. Yes, very true. Maybe their red bikinis are too tight. Or because it went to, it became nighttime, and that was so <laughs> shocking that everyone fainted. I can't, I genuinely cannot believe that it was daytime and now it's nighttime. Uh, this has never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't explain it. The sun god has gone to sleep. I mean, sometimes in Edinburgh in the winter, I am like, oh my god, it's 4pm and it's dark. You're not but I don't, shocked. I'm not shocked. I'm not terrified. You're not shook it. <laughs> I have never been that shook it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, okay. So then uh, they go to the beach party and there's a threatening storm. <gasps> Plot point. Uh, although, kind of not really. Um... Isaac grabs her and says, I quote, you know too much. <laughs> um, she sees, Kelsey sees someone drowning. And the reason she knows that they're drowning is that they say the words, help, drowning. <laughs> and I think you can't help be drowning. That, you can't be drowning that much if you can say the word help, drowning. drowning. Yeah. You could just say help. You're going to be obvious. If you're, like, in the sea and you're shouting help, people aren't going to be like, oh, God, she's choking. Oh, God, someone's stealing Does someone her purse. someone know the Hamlet manoeuvre? <laughs> that girl's in trouble. Like, you're going to know what it is. Just scream. Yeah. There are literal lifeguards there. Just scream. Oh, oh, fuck. I don't know. Awful. Know. Anyway, whatever. They don't know how phones work, so... True. All help the floor. Drowning. Gravity. That's my other t-shirt. <laughs> help a drowning. Help a drowning. You know too much. Oblivious. She Oblivious. drowned. <laughs> <laughs> oblivious she knew too much um but then she's gone much like the seaweed or the corpse um so then kelsey is so angry that she shakes her fists at the sea oh <laughs> you take that sea take my ire fuck you sea uh yeah so she hates the sea shakes her fists at fair it. enough um i know when i'm angry i shake my fists it's and it just takes away all your rage Invisible maracas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god, there's so much more shit plot to get through. Okay, here we go. Kelsey tells Neil with an E that her died, dad died two years ago. And he says, um, and she says, I think I'm going to die. And he says, well, you're not going to die of feeling sorry for yourself. Jesus Christ. That's kind of... Her dad died in front of her. These people are sociopaths. I'm not kidding. Your dad died. Get over it. Get over it. Get My over sister it. died three days ago and I'm cool. Yeah. What's these What's emotions you're feeling? Ugh. My dad's just had a heart attack. I'm not even going to go and see him or anything. It's like they've never interacted with humans before. Is that, again, is that the, the plot beneath the plot? Alien Island. Oh, 
better story. Oh, way better. We're rewriting this shit. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> then we've got Skip and Donna arrive. Not surprisingly, Skip is horrible to Donna. Um, Kelsey says, that's because he likes oh, you. No, oh, no, no, no. Anyway, so then the lifeguard uh, kills Donna because she's got... Uh, Kelsey's purple windbreaker on. It is very confusing when people wear other people's clothes. I mean, I always kill people because they've got other people's clothes on. Yeah, even when they don't look a thing like them. I know. I only go by clothes. I have no idea what you look like, but I know what your general style is. So when I see your clothes, I can say that's Kirsty. That's true. Which again, if the lifeguard had face blindness, that makes sense. But the lifeguard is not mentioned to have face blindness. No. So that's just... Plot reasons. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, then while Kelsey is looking for some clothes to borrow from Beth, because that's what you do apparently, um, she knocks over a box of Beth's things and tries to put them away without looking, which I'm like, bitch, I would look. Yeah, of course. I would not even have waited till I accidentally knocked it over. I would have gone through all her drawers. I mean, I'm probably not a great example. Because I'm nosy. I am not going to leave you alone in my house again. Do you know I've actually never looked through your house? I don't think you'd like what you might find. <laughs> Maybe that's why I haven't looked. Because <laughs> I'm like, can't unsee. Yep. Not going to look that. in the first place. It's mainly just kitchen implements. But if someone was missing, I would look through their stuff for like a clue. Why haven't the police looked? Police done that? looked, yeah, or any of her family. Because they don't care. She's dead. Let go. Like, go over it. Get about her. Jesus, she's done. I know you had her for 13 years, but she's been dead for less than a week. Just move on. Anyway, um, so then she goes out to look for Donna. Skip crashes his Jeep. Oh, fuck. I hate you, Skip. I'm glad that he crashed his Jeep. I wish he had died. He's not real. No. You can say that. I, I don't wish real people would die. Well, some of them. Not really. Only the really bad ones. Yeah. But Skip's quite bad. He's awful. Maybe he doesn't deserve to die, but he's a fictional character. Let's kill him. Um, So then she finds Isaac's body. So then she thinks that Skip is the killer. Not really sure why, but she does. Um, Then she follows Donna's voice back into the creepy lighthouse. By the way, Evil Beach doesn't really come into this. No. Even though it was really... We were really meant to think that phones and Evil Beach were really important to the story. And the bit of seaweed. No, that's not. That's no. this is the toilet now. Yes, <laughs> just flush it away. Flushed away. It doesn't exist anymore. Stop going into the lighthouse. Just stop. Just don't. Just don't go in there. Just I'm not in a lighthouse right now. It's really easy to not be in a lighthouse all the time. I'm not struggling with not being in a lighthouse. I'm I'm absolutely fine with I'm it. Cool with it. I'm probably going to maintain it for most of my life. To be honest with you, <laughs> at least the rest of the day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe I'll be shocked by darkness and then end up in a lighthouse. I mean, you just don't know. Just don't know. So then. Uh, it turns out it's not Donna. It's someone doing her voice. Now, we know that the killer is a man. I'm sorry, but a teenage boy trying to do a teenage girl's voice is not going to sound quite right. No. Unless they're really practiced and they're really very good at it. And I don't think this person would be. No. She does mistake this person's voice three times, though, right now. Yeah. Anyway, so then Kelsey trips over again, uh, and it's Beth's body. <gasps> I know. Um, so then she thinks that the killer is Neil with knee. Uh, but it turns out the killer is... Bum, 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 Justin! <gasps> this is why you don't trust a Justin. Um, and also, you don't really know why he 
did it, actually. And she's not dead. Oh, nobody's dead. Uh, so Beth and... Well, no, Beth and Donna aren't dead, even though we thought that they were dead. Um, but a bunch of girls that we don't know their names of, they died, but who cares? Unimportant. They don't have names. Who cares about women? Who gives a fuck? So that's the end of that. Can you imagine being so recently lost that you can still be alive and fine, but everyone in your life has decided that you're dead and has stopped looking for you? I mean, that's tough. And also she's been there for... So she was missing for three days, and then the book takes course over a couple more days. So she's had, like, what, six days? No food, no water. She's been... Chained up. Chained Chained up under a creepy lighthouse. For reasons that are never explained. No. I mean, this book is a crapshoot. Like, let's just say that. It's not very circular. Not a lot of things make much sense. And there are massive plot points that are there for no reason at all. Yeah. It's very unsatisfying, I will say. Yeah. Skip didn't even die. No, and he was the one I really wanted to die. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what have we got? Let's talk about some standard point horror tropes. So, um, some kind of 90s things. They have got a VCR, mm-hmm. which I was quite excited to see. Um, and then also, of course, a lot of the plot apparently is going to revolve around a landline, but it doesn't. But they just wanted to get it in there. Just get a landline in there. Um, also, I find what I loved about Point Horrors when I was a kid was that they always had all these American things in that I didn't know what they were. So, for example, in this one, uh, there was a mention of a swim team. Oh, of course. Now I have to say, my high school, which wasn't a terrible high school... Didn't have a fucking swimming pool in it. No, neither did we. We had one down the road that then got knocked down. Yeah. We had a leisure centre in the town, but it wasn't in the school. We didn't have a team. Maybe we had a team and I just didn't know about it. I don't think so. I really don't feel like you did. I don't really remember there being any school sports teams. I mean, this will come as no shock that I was not a sporty child. (laughs) I really preferred to sit in my room and read Point Horrors. But I don't think there there was a swim team. No, we had a hockey team. And a football team and stuff, but swimming, no. Yeah, we had a rugby team. Mm. That's more Scottish, I think. Mm. We also didn't have people who were lifeguards on their weekends. No, but then also we didn't live by the beach. That's true. (laughs) That's probably why. Did you not live by the (laughs) beach? Did you not live on an island? I did not live on an (laughs) island. Oh, no, shame. I know I seem like I should have, but um, (laughs) I did not. Um, There's also a mention of honours. Don't know what that is. That's like the ducks of the school. Which is what we call it in Scotland. The ducks. Mm-hmm. If you're like the top one, you're oh. the ducks. D-U-X. We didn't. We didn't. Oh, D-U-X. Not, not like quack quack. I did think that's very, <laughs> that's an odd phrase. A duck's particularly intelligent. <laughs> They're the smartest of the bird world. Yeah. Um, that would be an owl, surely. I don't actually know if owls are that smart or we just, because it looks like they've got glasses on. I don't think we had a hierarchical structure in place at my uni at all. My mm. uni, my school. Hmm. Maybe we were all just not very gifted. <laughs> We'd have ducks, but they're too stupid. Well, so the other thing that confused me here, which, is this an American thing? I don't know. It's, quote, Donna slammed her potholder down. Potholder? Now, I always thought a potholder was like like For... a little cloth that you, like a mini tea towel that oh. you use to like pick up a hot pan. But then I'm like, how do you slam concrete. a tea towel? Made of concrete. That's how I... Uh... <laughs> Potholder, like a concrete tea towel. Yeah, that <laughs> that's a great band name. Concrete tea towel. Yeah, that's good. Other t-shirt. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that confused me quite yeah, a lot. That is, I wouldn't have any idea what that was referring to at all. I don't know. Potholder is quite an odd phrase. It is odd, but I, I mean, I've heard it and I thought it meant like a, like a little 
cloth. Yeah. Like, anyway, I don't fucking know. So the fashion in this, there's not that much, but I did like that um, Kelsey's described as having a button-up nightgown. A but- She's a teenage girl. I'm 34 and I've never worn a fucking button-up button up nightgown. nightgown. Maybe when I'm 80. I don't think I have ever worn a nightgown. Mm. No, actually. When I was being that ghost... Sure. Yeah. yeah. When you were Victorian that time. Yes, that time yeah. for sure. Yeah, all the time then. Yeah. But no, <laughs> all the time. All the time when I was Victorian. <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't, I don't get that. Maybe she's really. I I wouldn't say maybe she's really prudish, but then she's like into her stepbrother, so she can't be mm. that prudish. I feel like sometimes though, because obviously the authors of these books aren't teenagers. Mm. I sometimes feel like they maybe haven't met a teenager or don't really hang about with teenagers they're not down with the kids man with their button-up nightgowns it's the hottest new thing maybe it was and i was just uncool and didn't have one i mean i I, i'm kind of seeing a character on the fresh prince of bel-air in a button-up nightgown now but i don't know whether that really happened maybe if it was like the granny maybe the upper middle class of america love that maybe Wearing nightgowns, mm-hmm. button-up nightgowns. Okay, I don't know. Um, okay, so let's do our point horror top trumps. Yes. Okay, number one is the too stupid to live heroine. Hundred percent. If there is something to fall over, even if it's literally flat ground, Kelsey will fall over it. And you've got to be pretty stupid to just walk off a cliff. Oh god, she's so stupid. She constantly puts herself in harm's way as well. Yeah. Yeah. And gets into the water with a boy when she can't swim. And it's at night. Yeah. Yeah. She deserves everything she doesn't end up getting. No, they never die. No. No. Anyway, number two is the sexy sociopath. Which, yeah. Skip. I mean, is he meant to be sexy? I think he really is. Neckbeard, though. Yeah, rich neckbeard. Neil with an E? Yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of meant to fancy him. Um, He's literally always in shadow. Mm. Like, in the picture he's in shadow, and then when we first meet him, he's in the shadow. His eyes are shadowed. Which would imply that he has to carry around a structure taller than him (laughs) to then get in its shadow all the time. Inconvenient. That's true. I always feel like if I was rich, I would have someone follow me around, constantly lighting my face the way that Morticia from the Adams Family is lit, you know, with the kind of bar of soft light across her eyes. Oh, yeah. He's got that, but like... Just in shadow. Shadow. That would be what I would say about that person. That's oh, no. the kid with the column. Maybe he's got like um, one of those hats that's an umbrella. <laughs> and that's how he's in shadow. Terrifying. <laughs> Imagine if you woke in the night and looked at the window and looking back at you was a man with an umbrella hat. I can't help but see the umbrella in primary colours as well and kind of twirling around. Yeah. Yeah. Would have to be. So he's that's a murder for sure. Yeah, so he's the sexy sociopath. Um, also, at one point, he's speaking to Kelsey and it's described as he gets so close to her that their eyes are inches away. Now, I would say our eyes currently are at least a foot away. Yeah. And even that, you're not going to go any closer than that. No, it would be uncomfortable. It would be fucking weird. Inches as well. They would... How far did your nose they would, go out? Noses would be touching. Yeah. Or very too close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not into it. Noses touching or almost touching. Who are these people? <laughs> why, is, why can't they interact? Why are they like this? Why are these people so weird? I don't know. <sighs> okay. 
So the other one is the death toll. Now this is a funny one for the death toll because no main characters die. Even though we think that they're dead, they're revealed to be not dead. However, lots of unnamed people are dead. And Isaac dies. Oh, yes, I forgot about Isaac. Uh, Rastamouse. <laughs> Rastamouse fisherman. Rastamouse fisherman dies. So two islanders, some girls at school, and a previous lifeguard have all died. Nobody really cares. No. So it's actually quite a high death toll for a point aura. True, even though it's implied death. Yes. I don't want to go to this island. No. I really I don't want to meet any of these people. No. They're awful. Okay. Is it good, though? Um, I enjoyed the read. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't irritate me like a lot of point horrors do when you read them back now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's kind of middling good. Mm-hmm. I, what did I give it on Goodreads? I think I gave it a three. That's generous. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, so? three on, like, point horror scale. Yes, Not in of the scale course. of, like, other books. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they're all a one or two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did? What do you think? Yeah, I think a three. Like, I did think that um, it was kind of fun. It was kind it's of silly. Silly. Yeah. silly fun. Like, if you were going on holiday and you're like, I just want to have maybe 1% of my brain working, read this book. And it's a quick read. Yeah, it'll take you, like, an hour. Yeah, for sure. Just, like... I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I was on a deck chair with my feet in a pool with a pina colada. Yes, I was thinking daiquiri, but whatever's your poison. Yeah. Yeah, I mean any any booze, really. Eating a hot dog and then having someone take it out of your hand and throw it in the bin. See, if someone had just bought me, doesn't even matter what food it is, even if it's food that I don't want, if someone took it away from me and threw it away, I'd just be like, fuck you. I'm buying another. I'm buying another, buy five. even though I don't want it. Yep. I'm going to buy five and eat them all. Out of spite. Out of spite. Pure while spite. staring at you inches away from your face. <laughs> you cannot eat a hot dog while you stare someone in the face. Far too phallic. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I recently um, was out at a thing and I was hungry and I had brought a banana and I was like, this is fucking Can't awkward. do it. I can't sit and talk to someone while eating a banana. Nope. It's Impossible. Really the wrongest of fruit. I know. I mean, is any fruit great to eat while looking someone in the eye? Grapes. That's okay, unless you like peeled them <laughs> and then weird. pop them in one at a time <laughs> until they or dissolve. Ask the other person to peel them for you. Oh yeah. Oh mm, no. I'm just making this worse. Anyway, top tip: don't eat a banana when you're around people. Or if you do, really lean into it and oh, swallow the whole thing at once. Wow. Straight down. Then I would puke on them. Yep. Someone's into that. It'd be an event. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've concluded it's not. It's medium good. Yeah. Um, but is it good bad? It is good bad. It is. Because a lot of the things go nowhere at all and make no sense. Mm-hmm. And that's enjoyably annoying mm-hmm. rather than really annoying. Mm. See, I think you're generous giving it a three. Okay. I'm going to give it a two. Fair enough. For like actual good. Yeah. But for good bad, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Because I enjoyed Kelsey being such an idiot yeah me too okay i would give it a three as well and i enjoyed how ridiculous all the red herrings were as well and it's thematic because it's just coming into summer that's true so that was nice because i read it while it was sunny outside yes which was good um so yeah would we recommend this one um yes if you've got a cocktail if you've got a cocktail uh if you're not near black boiling water Mm -hmm. perhaps read it 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you would need to be like actually in hell yes. to be by black boiling water. And then I, I think you should put the book down anyway and you can then <laughs> get out. Yeah, like maybe you've got bigger problems. Yeah. But maybe you need some escapism. Can you imagine if hell was actually just being made to read point horror books? How is that again? hell? That's heaven. Yeah. Well, what do you mean over and over? How many times? <laughs> Repeatedly. And which ones as well? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's worse things that can happen. True. Next episode, we will be discussing The Witness by R.L. Stein. So if you would like to read along with us, then you can get reading now and join in next time. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe and review um, and let us know whether you hate us or love us. And I'm hoping it's the latter. Um, and you can also find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. Where you can also request what books we do in the future if you like. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.